This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now, your host, Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you for joining us today. I'm excited for you, your family, and your business. I'm also excited about what God is doing to you, through you, for you, and in you. I know I always say we have a special guest, but this gentleman right here, he is truly an overcomer. Actually, that's the title of his book, Overcomer, Discovering God's Plan Against All Odds. He is an author. He is a speaker. He is a motivator. And this gentleman has a story like none other. I'm telling you, within the first minute of you hearing this story, you're going to understand why he is on this podcast. His name is Dorsey Ross. All right, here we go. Dorsey Ross here on the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. Dorsey Ross, thank you very much for being on this show. I'm truly appreciative uh, for you spending time with us today, man. Thank you, Kathy, for having me. Yeah. And so you're doing a lot of great things for the kingdom from writing books to, to speaking, traveling around the country, sharing your story. And we're going to get into that stuff. That's all good stuff. We want to get into that. But I don't believe that the listeners can truly appreciate all that good stuff without knowing who you are, your background, and how you got to this point. So when you were born, the doctors believed that you weren't going to make it, man. They thought that you had a life-threatening disability. So let's talk about that disability and how you've been just powering through ever since then. Right. Well, I was born on January 16th, 1977 with a birth defect called Aplet syndrome. And for those that don't know what Aplet syndrome is, it's a, it's a birth defect of the hands and the face. So when I was born, my forehead was pushed out with my eyes and nose were pushed back in my head and my fingers and toes were fused together. Me had no individual movement of them, and even up to this point, my toes are still fused together. And when I was rushed into the hospital, the doctor rushed me out to examine me and to see what, you know, they could do to help me because they didn't know, even my parents didn't know that I was going to be born with this type of disability. And several hours later, the doctors came back to speak with my parents and to tell them that I had no sore spot and no skull opening, which would allow my brain to grow and to function normally for most people. The doctor said, well, you know, he's going to eventually become brain dead. And the best option for my parents would be to put me into a institution and to sign the papers and to walk away and that they, there was nothing that they could do. Thankfully, my parents had both had faith in God and belief in God and said, well, you know, we can't give up on the child that God has Given us, there's no way that we're just going to sign a paper, sign a paper, and to put him away. 
And you can look at the hospital. I don't know. I don't know who, you know, this woman was. I know she was a nurse. Whether she was my nurse or she just had heard about my story. But she came up to my parents and said, look, there's doctors at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in New York City that are doing operations on children like your son. You can take him there and see what they will tell you. And so they did. My parents, you know, made an appointment and the doctors there said, look, you know, if he has this operation to open his skull and to allow his brain to grow, then he'll survive. He'll have, you know, difficulties that he'll have to overcome and surgeries that he'll have to go through, but he'll make it, to, you know, to a certain point. And at six weeks of age, I had my first uh, mini operations to open the skull and to allow my brain to grow and allow my brain to function, you know, as normally as, you know, I, I, as it could at that time. And later on, even when I was young, the doctor said, look, we don't think he'll make it to, you know, past his 18th birthday. And from about six weeks to about five years old, I had about 10 operations all lasting up to 10 hours at a time. And, you know, throughout my lifetime, I've had about 68 operations to reconstruct my face and to reconstruct my hands to make me look, you know, quote unquote, more normal and to, you know, be able to sustain my life as best as the doctors could. Here you are, this this baby, this baby, and the doctors are saying he's not going to make it. At six weeks old, you get an operation. From the time you're from six weeks old to five, you have multiple operations, multiple hours under the knife. But I understand I have I have two children. One is seven, one is five years old. I understand how kids can be. Right. Um, so right. how did you over? I'm pretty sure I would imagine your childhood as you're plowing through, as your 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 parents and your family is loving on you and pumping positivity into you and and showing you the love of Christ and you know making you feel like you belong here, right? Yeah. I'm sure that you had to face some outside ridicule. So how did you overcome people making fun of you, man? Absolutely. I, you know, I got stared at, you know, I got pointed at, I got, you know, called names, you know, I got bullied and, you know, it, it was tough. It was, you know, frustrating at times. It was, I would get upset. I would get angry. And, but as I got older, I just started to realize that you know, there was a, a plan and a purpose that God had for me and a reason that he made me the way that he did. And I, you know, focus, um, you know, one of the Bible verses that I focus on when I think about that is Psalm 139, where it talks about how God formed us and how God created us in our mother's 
room. And people may say, well, you know, why would God make you like that? Why would God allow you to suffer the way that he did? And, you know, until I, you know, get to heaven, until I ask him face to face, you know, I don't know if it was on purpose and, I, you know, or was it, you know, I don't know if it was intentional and or was it just a, you know, because of the sinful world that we live in and, you know, medical, you know, things happen, sometimes things happen. And we have to take those things at fake value that people are born differently at times. Yeah, yeah. You use the word face value. But what I what I heard was faith value. So how like how did your faith get you through life? Yeah, I mean, you know, my faith was a big, you know, part of me of me a part of me getting you know going through life. And I don't think without my faith, I honestly don't think I would be here today. Because I was, you know, we I would hear the voices in my head saying to me, hey, look, you know, it's not worth living the way that you are. You're struggling too much. Why don't you just give up and end your life? So you were thinking about suicide. I was. There were times in my life when I would think about that. I would never attempted it. I never, you know, had any type of, you know, medicine or knife in my hand where I actually, you know, would go that far. But there were times when I would, you know, when I would think about it. How'd you overcome those thoughts? It was just, you know, on the on the flip side of that, you know, I would hear God saying to me, hey, I got a better plan for your life. I have greater things in store for your life. We just need to keep going and keep pushing forward in what I have for you. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about some of those greater things. I, I know you're resilient. I know you understand that you were put here for a purpose and that you have an assignment. So what are some of the goals that you've set for yourself that you've accomplished? And then talk about some of the, the goals that you haven't accomplished yet. Well, growing up, you know, my parents always allowed me to figure out for myself what I could and could not do. And couldn't wasn't very much. One of my life things is can't is not in my vocabulary. You know, I can't lift, you know, my hands, my arms straight up above my head. My arms are very limited in what I can reach, you know, on either a high shelf or playing sports. But I play sports. I was out in the street playing baseball and playing football and playing basketball. And I would, um, you know, in my high school, I would play, you know, floor hockey in the gym. You know, some of those sports may have been, you know, to a degree, you know, limited or because I was on, you know, teams with people with other disabilities. And some of them were out in the, you know, street with my friends who didn't have disabilities. And I also, you know, 
rock climbed. I, you know, went out into the field and played paintball and did all these things that I wanted to be, you know, treated like other kids with who didn't have those disabilities. Yeah. You were talking about high school. You were talking about going through school. Yeah, one of your main goals was to go to college. So talk about that experience. Yeah, well, you know, growing up and going to school was not easy for me because I would have to go into the hospital so often. I would have to be, you know, sometimes tutored at home and be homeschooled. And, you know, I had a learning disability, so sometimes my memory and my math, especially my math skills, aren't the greatest in the world. So growing up, I started to wonder, you know, what would I do with, you know, after high school and as a job and as a, you know, career, what would I do? And some of those things were, you know, doing things with computers or being you know, in IT or being, you know, maybe even giving back and becoming a nurse in hospitals. But if I thought about all the blood and all the good, I would have to think about like, nah, maybe not. So as I started to think about those things and started to get ready to graduate high school, I had to have a meeting to determine what I would do after I graduated. And my high school history teacher was there, my mom was there, my mom and my dad were both, you know, very supportive and very encouraging. And, you know, they're both my, you know, they're both of my big, you know, big supporters in my life. And my mom was then, you know, in the, in the IEP meeting, they were asked, do you think that Dorsey will be able to make it in college? He, my high school history teacher said, no, I don't think that Dorsey will be able to make it in college. I don't think he has the ability to make it in college. Then they asked me and I said, yeah, I think I can make it, you know. And then they asked mom, she said, well, if he thinks that he can make it, he will. And before I even went on to college, I was in the living room. My mom was in the kitchen, and I had asked her one day, I said, Mom, how long do you think it would take me to finish college? She said, I don't care if it takes you 10 years as long as you finish. And I went into Queensboro Community College. I thought I was going to become a youth pastor. I thought I was going to go to you know, which I did eventually, which you'll hear about, go on to Bible college. And I thought I was going to be a youth pastor speaking to the to the youth and to the young people. And during the first couple of weeks of community college, it was very difficult for me to handle and to understand from, you know, some classes and some of the things that I was trying to learn about and I would get you know nervous and I would get sick at night and I was having a very hard time and I went to my mom and I said to her 
look, I'm having a hard time. I'm not fully understanding everything. What do you think we should do? She said, well, take it a couple more weeks. And if you're still having a hard time, then we'll, you know, we'll discuss it and we'll see what can be done. And then I found out about the Chi Alpha Christian Clubs, which are on the secular campuses. I went to that meeting. And from the first time that I went to that meeting till approximately four years later when I graduated, I, you know, was no longer sick. I was no longer anxious. I mean, there were probably times I was anxious, but physically it was like I was no, I was, you know, a weight was like lifted off of my shoulders because I knew from this group that there would be people there that would be able to support me and to encourage me and say, hey, Dorsey, you can make it, you know, here, here's some ways that, you know, we can help you. Even after going to community college for four years, I still felt the determination and the perseverance to go on to Bible college. But in, you know, with everything else, struggles come and difficult, difficulties come. And in 2002, December 7, 2002, I got a call from my sister telling me that my mom had passed away. And it was difficult, but I, it was also wasn't a complete and total shock because she had, she had suffered from a stroke back in August of that year. But regardless of that, I still went home. I did the, you know, we went to the funeral and did all that. But I even, you know, even with the school year closing in, when the semester closing in, I still went back. I still did my my finals and everything. And even in Bible college, you know, it was difficult for me. And I even had a discussion with somebody at the college saying, hey, look, you know, you're failing some classes. You're not doing well in certain courses. Why don't you at least get your associate's degree? That way, at least if you don't graduate with your bachelor's, you have at least something to fall back on. And I did, I even got my associate's degree in, in local art from, a Bible, from the Bible College University of Valley Fort. On May 5th, 2005, five years after I entered the University of Valley Fort, I was able to cross the stage to receive my bachelor's art degree in youth ministry. Amen. 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 That's some good stuff right there. You, you know, you're talking about perseverance and diligence. Um, the scripture says that when hard times come, it builds our, it builds our character and that builds our perseverance and that builds our hope, right? And hope right. does not disappoint. And so like you are a living testament of what that scripture talks about, but not only that, you don't, you don't just have your bachelor's degree. You decided to write a book Right. Out of all, all this stuff that's happening, right? All this turmoil, your, 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 your mother passed away and it took you some time to get through college and you were dealing with all this other real life stuff. You said, all right, God, I want to, I want to write this book. Right. And so the, 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 the title of your book is Overcomer Discovering God's Plan Against All Odds. What a proper title 
for your life. Talk about why you wrote that book, who it's for, and what kind of feedback have you been getting from the marketplace since you launched that book? Yeah, um, I launched it. It came out in 2016. There's a new edition that just came out, lasting updated edition. And I wrote it because I had a lot of people telling me, hey, hey you can write your book. You can write a book. You can write a book. And, you know, I'm not, you know, no, you know, special author, I'm no special writer. Mm-hmm. You know, my grammar's not that great sometimes. And so I just started sitting down one day and started writing. It took me three years to write it. And I think it took me that long just because I wasn't, you know, consistent in just sitting down and writing out my thoughts. And even that, you know, sometimes you think of autobiography, you think it's, you know, going to cover somebody's whole life. And it's not the longest book, it's, you know, pretty short. You could probably read it in a day or two. And, you know, I get a lot of feedback of people saying, well, Dorsey, you came to my church and you spoke, and, but there's so much more in your, in your book that you've, you know, talk about and that you have overcome in your life. It's just an amazing, inspirational story that you, you know, that you have overcome. And it's, you know, it's obviously it's a faith-based book about my story, about what God has brought me through. But I think anybody that, you know, wants to be inspired and wants to be encouraged can read that book and to just say, wow, look at what, you know, Dorsey has been able to accomplish and what Dorsey has been able to overcome in his life. Yeah. So you you got a bachelor's and then you, you're traveling the country and you're write writing books and, you, and you're speaking to, to youth, not just about your story, but about how they can find themselves in God, right? And so what would you say to help empower these, these young people? I would say, you know what? Don't, you know, don't give up. You know, when you face trials and when you face difficulties, don't don't give up. You know, don't let the those voices in your head that are telling you, you know, you're not worth it and you know you you know that you're not worth it or not you're not going to accomplish what you have set out to accomplish. That you you know, don't let those thoughts overpower the thought of you can do it and that you can succeed in this life and in the life that, you know, God has for you. What's next for you? All these highlights are happening in your life right now. What's, what are you going to tackle next? What is God saying to you right now? I think, you know, what, what's happening now is, you know, I didn't even think about it a couple of years ago. Somebody interviewed me for their podcast and I was like, oh, let me, you know, let me try it. You know, let me, let me try, you know, doing a, my own podcast and see what happens. And sometimes in life, you know, especially with me, if things don't go as well as I had hoped, um, you know, I'll give up on it and I'll, I'll quit or whatever. But, you know, it's, especially in the last couple of weeks, it's more and more, you know, the steam of me 
going on these shows and being a guest on these shows and starting to pick up more and more and even people wanting to be on my show and having me interview them. I'm like, wow, you know, what, what's happening here? You know, <laughs> and I think I even, you know, even maybe even overbooked myself a little bit. <laughs> you know, in the next couple of weeks, I got like, you know, 20, 30 interviews coming up. Hey man, that's, that's good stuff right there, man. So yeah. God, God has you in this place to where not only are you on other people's shows impacting lives, but he's cause he's allowing you to build a platform and other people come on your show too. To right. where, that's, that's big stuff right there. That's kingdom work right there, man. And so, um, you know, we congratulate you. Uh, we, you. We, look, we look forward to hearing more about what you're doing and, and, and seeing what you're doing for the kingdom. Uh, as your brother in Christ, just know I'm proud of you, man. Like, I, I understand. I have some kind of knowledge of, around your journey so far. So I understand, you know, what you've gone through. And so I'm inspired by you. I'm Thank inspired you. by your story. Not only that, I'm inspired by the fact that you give God glory. Like you don't try to touch his glory. You are here for a purpose. You're here for, you, you, you know, your assignment and you're going after it, man. So I'm proud of you. I'm proud Thank of you, Dorsey. You. Yeah, man. Is there anything else you want to say to the, to the listeners before we, before we end? Yeah. I mean, if you want to, you know, pick up my book and go on my website, www.dorseyworthministries.com. And I'll, you know, sign a book for you and I'll mail it out. Or if you're an ebook reader, you can get it on Amazon and, you know, read it that way as well. Good stuff. I'll make sure I'll put your contact information in the, in the show notes, your website and all your social media so people can reach out to you and, you know, get to experience what I'm experiencing right now. Right. All right, man. Thank you very much, Mr. Ross. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing, downloading your favorite episode, and sharing the podcast via social media. Don't forget to visit KingdomMogulCoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. Remember, what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.